Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 619. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the 14 financial tips to finish 2019 strong. These are things that I just was thinking would be a good thing to talk about before the end of the year. I usually do this a little bit later in the year, but I think this might be the perfect time to kind of pause with one quarter left in the year. You still have time to make some changes, do some things, and also prepare a little bit for the holidays. So here are some suggestions for you. Number one, make an extra payment on your mortgage. As you know, I usually recommend that you pay one twelfth extra on your mortgage every month. You can do it that way, which is just taking your payment, divide it by 12, and add that one twelfth number onto your payment. So if you pay $1,200 a month, divide by 12, that's an extra $100. You'd pay $1,300 every month. And at the end of the year, you would have made one extra $1,200 payment. Well, some people do it that way. Some people just add $1,200 onto their mortgage payment at the end of the year or in November. And it's good to do it in November so that it gets credited to you before the calendar year ends. But either way, it is a good idea to pay that one extra payment on your mortgage. You'll cut off seven to eight years and thousands and thousands of dollars in interest. Number two, pay off your high balance, high interest debt. Of course, whatever the highest interest rate is on your credit cards, if you have multiple balances on credit cards, you're going to want to attack the highest interest rate first. This is going to save you the most money because if you're paying off a 27.9% versus a 10% on another card, it's like saving 27.9% or it's like, earning 27.9%. So if you pay off the highest interest rate, you're going to be effectively saving that or earning that. Also, you wanna look at what are the highest balances that you have, because if you have 90% of your credit used up on one card and only 5% of your credit used up on another card, if you start paying down the card that is almost maxed out, it will start improving your credit score immediately. And that will help you qualify for a house sooner or qualify for a major purchase that you wanna make sooner so that as your debt is getting paid down and you're able to qualify for a home mortgage, your credit will be improving. If you don't do that and you pay your low balances first and that high percentage utilization will still mess up your credit score. So why not get the double bang for the buck, pay off your high interest debt and your high utilized debt first. Number three, this is a great time to automate your savings. If you don't have an emergency fund, this would be a great time to just automate 
having money come out of one account and go into a savings account. And if you haven't already set up that emergency fund, that would be a great thing to do. Number four, I recommend that you get more cash on hand. The threat of ATMs breaking down or electronics having problems grows greater all the time. So I recommend that people keep more cash on hand than they have in the past. If you can't get to the ATM machine, you should have enough cash to be able to fill your gas tank, buy some groceries for several days, and get through maybe a couple lunches out or whatever you might need cash for in case you can't access a credit card or an ATM. Number five, this is a great time to think about refinancing your mortgage. If you have an adjustable rate mortgage, you need to lock in a fixed rate right now while rates are low and while you can. So refinance your mortgage if you have a, an adjustable rate mortgage and refinance if you have a higher interest rate and see if you can cut your interest rate. It might even be possible to do that without paying any points and there are some special deals out there. Check with your mortgage broker on that. Number six, silver is still a tremendous buy in spite of the price going up. It still is tremendously undervalued for being such a rare, rare metal. And at $19 an ounce, I recommend that you stock up on silver coins, find a reputable dealer in your neighborhood and go and buy some American Eagles or if you're outside of the US, you could buy your country's coins. They're going to cost you a couple extra dollars than the spot price of silver. So for the low $20, you can buy a silver coin and sock it away for that day when maybe silver reaches triple digits, perhaps. Number seven, increase your 401k contribution. If you aren't maxing out your 401k, this is the time to do it. If you're not putting enough away to get 100% of your money matched by your employer, you definitely want to be doing that at a minimum. So review your 401k contribution, make sure you're putting enough in, and if you can, max it out. Number eight, start saving for holiday gifts. Holiday purchases can all of a sudden sneak up on us at the end of the year and they can cause people to get into a lot of debt. This is the time to start buying those gifts on sale if you haven't been doing that already and also start putting aside some extra money for future gifts that you're going to be buying. Number nine, think about your large spending priorities, big ticket items that might be necessary coming up. Do you need to replace a car? Do you need to replace a roof? Are you going to be doing a major remodel on your house? Are you taking a vacation this year? These are things that you want to start thinking about, the big ticket items, and start putting money away in advance. And number 10 goes right along with that. You wanna start setting your spending priorities. As you know, I'm not a fan of budgets. I don't think a lot of people stick to them, and I don't think that there's something that people enjoy. But I think if you set spending priorities, really think about where do you want your money to go between now and the end of the year. Set some goals for what accounts you want to use. Some we may have already talked about with the emergency fund or it could be for holiday gifts or it could be for 
the vacation, the big ticket items, start thinking about what are the real priorities where you want your money to go. And then make sure that your spending matches that. Try to get rid of some frivolous spending, start doing without certain things that might be draining your pocketbook and really focus on where you want your money to go very consciously. Number 11, review your asset allocation. So in your 401k, your IRAs, or your taxable accounts, you want to review your asset allocation model. You wanna make sure you don't have everything in the S&P 500 or large cap growth. You wanna make sure you have a well-rounded asset allocation covering large cap, mid cap, medium-sized companies, small caps, small companies, international companies, emerging markets, and maybe some specialty ETFs but you do want to review your asset allocation. If your asset allocation has gotten out of whack, you'll want to do what's called rebalancing. Let's say you had four funds that you had money in and each one of those had 25%. Let's say one of those grew to become 40% of your portfolio because it had done so well. You'll want to sell off some of that and get it back to four accounts worth 25% each. So you'll be selling the one that has gone up and you'll be buying some of the accounts that haven't done as well. That's rebalancing. Number 12, get out of your target date funds. I've talked about them a lot. It's not just that they have high fees, they do, but also they usually have a larger percentage of bonds in them of course, bonds yielding 1% to 2% right now on a 10-year bond, not an attractive yield, especially with the stock market being up 400% from the lows in 2009. You want to do your own asset allocation and don't rely on target date funds. Number 13, start a dollar cost averaging account into your investments. So if you're doing a 401k, that's great, but also think about setting up a taxable account with your brokerage firm and having money automatically taken out of your checking to go into some ETFs or investments that you've chosen so that you're regularly buying low and buying into the market, no matter what the market's doing, you're buying. And that's the best way to average a lower price on your purchases over time. And finally, number 14, look back on the year and see what you've done right. So many times we're hard on ourselves, we beat ourselves up, we're down on ourselves for having debt or not accomplishing our goals. Well, maybe you have accomplished some things. Maybe you did pay down a lot of debt or maybe you completely got out of debt. Maybe you accomplished some other financial goals this year. Maybe you started a business. Maybe you retired. Maybe you started a 401k. Look at what it was that you positively accomplished that you did a good job at with your finances this year. Maybe you saved for the vacation before you went. Maybe you were able to get a car and negotiate a better price on a car a few years old and you didn't have to take a car loan out. Whatever that might be that you did a good job financially, give yourself a pat on the back and do a little mini celebration. Whether that's 
a little cupcake or whether that's a glass of champagne or what that might be, just do a little mini celebration and say, good job, pat yourself on the back and give yourself some kudos for making progress in the right direction. Focusing more on what you're doing right is going to help you a lot more than getting down on yourself and focusing on what you're doing wrong. Wherever you put your attention, that's what you're going to get more of. So make sure to stay positive and think about all the good things that you've done right. And then go back and review this list and make sure you've got some goals and objectives for how to finish this year strong so you can continue to make great progress and build on what you've already done well. That's going to get you moving in that direction of financial freedom and I know that's where you want to go. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you haven't yet picked up my book, You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now, what are you waiting for? It was voted one of the best wealth books of all time by Book Authority. And the reviews have been amazing. Thank you so, so much. You are enjoying it, using it, putting it into practice and referring back to it like a manual, a textbook, and something that is cheering you on for the future and to keep you going. So good for you. If you haven't picked it up yet, you can get it at Amazon or any bookstore. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.